Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Thursday, December 9th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is kind of glad we don't have to talk about those jersey jerseys anymore. Or the mask masks. Yeah. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can keep up to date on all the Flyers news, our episodes, all that stuff. You can also email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam, and you can find my good friend Russ Cohen here on Twitter at Sportsology. Today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. On today's show, we are going to get into last night's game versus the Devils. Uh, Catch up on some Flyers news, including maybe a discussion on the coaching staff vacancies right now, and then dig into one of our prospects at Mason Millman. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, Russ. So, you know, not much change coming into last night's game as opposed to the the previous game we did get Derek Broussard back and they Mm -hmm. slotted him in on the fourth line I think just to to get him kind of back into the groove so to speak and you know like we were talking about in the preview for this game they didn't really want to mess with the the top six because they had looked considerably better not you know, amazing, but considerably better Right in, in the previous game. God, I, I, it's so hard to talk about this one, you know, falling to the Devils three to nothing, 10th loss in a row or 10th winless game. Winless, I yeah. guess. That's the NHL the jargon. Right, with, with loser points as they are. What is your first impression coming off this game? My first impression is... They showed Mike Yo on the bench, and he looks tired. I feel bad for Mike Yo. This is something he probably relished as far as getting a chance to do, and these are the worst possible circumstances. The, the interesting thing to me was their zone entries are still not great. The power play is still broken. Two players with really good speed, way above average speed, Dawson Mercer and, and, and Jesper Bratt, pretty much did whatever they wanted in this game, but... On Bratt's goal, to let him walk in like that, three or four steps, just shoot the top shelf, you knew at that point there was going to be a problem in this game. Because it there's always a fight in these 0-0 beginnings now until there's a play like that. And then the fight's there, but then it's, you know, it, it, it lessens. And so there were times in that game when Nick Sealer was trying to cover Mercer and Mercer was just toying with him. And Mercer's a rookie. Like, that's just, when you see that, you realize, okay, 
I mean, there were a couple posts for the Devils. There was the goal that literally went right through a Carter Hart's legs and sat on oh, the goal man. line. <laughs> like, and there was a goal that they won on it, you know, got removed on a challenge. Flyers got one removed. So you look at all those things and really the Flyers never had a chance to win this game. That's really what it boils down to. Absolutely agree with you there. There there was just nothing. And I'm struggling to find something positive to say about this game, but there there really isn't. And I mean the Sandheim move was great when they were still only down two. He tried to take matters into his own hands and and created a great chance. That was really good. Oh, that that's a positive. I guess so. Uh, I mean you made think... me do it, so there you go. You <laughs> dared me. You know, they were clearly losing puck battles throughout this game looking at the stats and you know I 100% believe it having watched that game the Flyers had zero high danger chances for at five on five in this game zero so the only ones they got were on the power play which looked pretty weak to begin with and when you can't generate quality chances you are not going to get goals and that's why you get shut out like that And I think the other thing for me in this game that was, I think, more apparent than in other games, just because I think, you know, you're right, the Devils have a couple of guys with really good speed Mm -hmm. on this team. But, you know, some of the other opponents that we played recently with with Tampa and with Colorado are amazing at that and have you know, buckets of speed on their teams is that when you play a team that's maybe slightly slower overall, like the Devils, you especially notice how slow the Flyers are. Because if they can't match up and get to the puck first against a team like the Devils, like that's where you know you are definitely just like there's no good outcome here. And one of the moments that it especially stood out to me was when they pulled the goalie. And I did like the early goalie pull, by the way. I thought that was a a good. that was good. It was a good thought. Um, But they had one rush coming up and Kevin Hayes is carrying the puck. And I'm like, oh, my dude, like give it to somebody that can skate right now. Yeah, it, it was just not not fun to watch. You're right about the puck battles. Like if you're not fast enough and you don't win puck battles, just how are you expecting to to win these games? Like, you know, you almost want to hear these. I would almost want to hear the players give like an interview and just say what they think is going wrong with the team all by themselves and just see what the answers are and see if any of them match up. Cause it just seems like none of them are on the same page. None of them. And it's hard to play that way. It really is. Unless, unless you have like a superstar player, like if you have an Artemi Panarin, yeah, he could score two, three goals himself and get you out of this winless streak. But nobody on the flyers is playing at that level. So like, who is going to get him out of this? Who is going to drag him out? Claude Giroux can't do it alone. So, like, who is act exactly going to do it? Nobody, you know, there's not going to be a goalie shutout right now. That's not happening. And mostly because the defense is awful, not because of the goaltending, really. But I'm just saying, who is going to step up? That is the biggest question here. The fans are asking it. The media is asking it. The team does not have an answer. They really don't. And, you know, I'm thinking back you know, to yesterday's show where we talked about how do you beat the Devils when the Flyers don't have speed? You got to do quick passes and Mm -hmm. create a lot of confusion 
on the other side with, you know, set rushes that have side to side passes go a little bit more east west than north south and and try and get your zone entries that way and they did absolutely none of that and they weren't winning face-offs normally they're pretty good at face-offs the devils did much better this time than last game on face-offs so even that was an area they improved in they just look both of them were winless coming into this and they were just the hungrier team how many years ago was it hungry for more like, when was that the slogan? Like, three years ago? Something like that? I uh, probably have a t-shirt somewhere. Yeah, and they're, they're no longer hungry. Yeah, well, they, they need some help. And some help will, in theory, come in the form of some maybe additional coaches on this staff. And we'll, we'll talk about some of the latest Flyers news and, you know, some potential names coming up for those p- assistant positions in a little bit. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face them one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. You're in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be. One-on-one. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match that's stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% match stathero.com slash hockey promo code hockey terms and conditions apply I've been hearing a lot about Stance Apparel lately, especially because they just launched a new line of active apparel. Plus, it's holiday gift time, and Stance is the coolest gift you can give. I cannot tell you how incredibly comfortable and well-made their socks, shirts, joggers, and hoodies are. Stance is miles above the boring old socks, underwear, and apparel we've always had to settle for. Stance changed that mindset by offering color, comfort, and creativity like no other. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators, for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. They've even got some cool collabs that I absolutely love like Star Wars and Marvel socks. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. That's promo code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, just a little bit of Flyers news to catch up on. Uh, we got the roster for Team Sweden for World Juniors. 
And uh, Emil Andre was on the list. So that's good to see. Yeah, no surprise. He um, he he was good last year. He's young enough that he could be on it again. Uh, really good with the puck. Good offensive player. Plays the power play. Fast. Defense is okay. I think he could still improve. But this is good experience for him. Yeah, and I saw a couple notes that maybe he would have a leadership role on this team as well. Well, yeah, because he is an older player, that would make sense. And that's always a good thing, too. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to see it. Uh, I personally like him. I know he's a smaller guy at 5'9", but that's okay. I'm not one of these people that will hold it against him. Some do, some don't. And, <laughs> we'll, well, I mean, it's just, it really is the way it is. I mean, I think he's better than the 54th overall they took him. I don't know how much better yet. Like, we're all going to find out at some point. But I do feel like he is that. And, you know, just looking at it, like last year at one point in five games, I think he'll do a lot better this year point-wise. Yeah, I, I hope to see some good things from him this time around. And I think, you know, the Flyers don't have a ton of guys that will be in the tournament, so it'll be much easier to to watch his games. Yeah, I mean, I definitely will, will watch his games, although I'm a world junior junkie and I'll be covering it from afar. So, uh, you know, I'll be watching a lot of it. Yeah, keeping some of the prospect talk going, uh, we've been lamenting all of the injuries, both on the Flyers and the Phantoms. And uh, Bob Rotruck, who does the radio play-by-play for the Phantoms, uh, tweeted out that uh, a bunch of guys are, are starting to make their way back into the lineup, or at least practicing, which is really good to see. Uh, Wade Allison is still day-to-day, but could potentially be back in a game coming up soon. Cam York you know, is back. I, I got to stop you, though, with the Allison one, because we all thought he was playing last week. Like, it's just, I feel so bad for him, but it's like you can never take it 100% about Wade Allison until he's actually in the lineup, in the lineup. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, g- got to keep hope alive for us. You do. You do. Cam York is back from COVID protocol, so that's good. I'm glad he's good. he's doing better. Uh, Lena Sandine is skating with the team as well. I don't think there's a specific timeline for his actual return, but uh, I do think it's good that he's back out on the ice. And also back out on the ice, which we're going to talk about him a bunch in the next segment, is Mason Millman. Uh, he has been out since October 17th, along with Linus Sandine, which was only game two of this season, which was just such a tough break for both of them in particular. And uh, so looking forward to talking about Mason a lot more coming up next. Unfortunately, with all this news of the return, the COVID situation in the AHL continues to not be great. Um, The Phantoms game that was supposed to be this Friday Uh, against Hartford got rescheduled for I think February it is we're supposed to play Hartford again on Sunday but obviously that'll be TBD depending how the rest of the week goes so you know some good news that these guys are coming back but not so great news that when are they actually going to get to play (laughs) I know it's like and then there's nothing you could do we have to read what we're told and you know you just hope it is soon but This is really the first step in that process. Switching gears a little bit to kind of the future of the Flyers coaching staff. We obviously, we know we did see in last night's game, Nick Schultz 
on the bench as a defensive coach for the Flyers as a temporary option until they get the assistance all sorted out. Nick Schultz is a player development coach for the Flyers, but not really a bench guy. So we know that that was just a, a, a you know, a temporary solution to the problem. This isn't like filling in as host for Jeopardy. All these games matter. I have to fault Chuck here because he's had enough time to fill this position. And just filling it with guys in the organization that are part of what is has been around right now this since the season started doesn't necessarily help him. It's not like there's a new voice there. So I really, and this isn't against Nick. I think Nick's a really good guy. I saw him in camp. I thought he was doing some good things, but he's new in this for them. And I just, I don't think this is good. I just think they needed to bring in someone yesterday. That's the best way to say it. It's the way you say it in the business world. And it hasn't happened. Yeah. And, you know, we saw that also with Ian LaPerriere behind the bench, you know, temporarily as well. So I, I think a more permanent solution is absolutely what the Flyers need. And along those lines, uh, an interesting little tidbit from the 32 Thoughts blog from Elliot Friedman that one of the potential guys that they could bring in is Adam Foote who obviously longtime Colorado Avalanche legend, yeah. uh, a really great defenseman in his own right. But, you know, I question him as being a good option as a coach. <laughs> right. It's not like he has specifically done this position. I get it. You've coached the Rockets. That's fine. But this is a little different. I want someone with a lot of experience. I don't want somebody new coming in who now we're going to have to experiment with NHL players and hope that what he was able to do in the WHL is now going to work in the NHL. This is where, again, Chuck sort of failed the setup and Brent failed in the setup in Lehigh to begin with. Because if they had that rock-solid 5- to 10-year veteran there, that would have been the guy easily to be called up but they don't have that. To your point about Adam Foote in particular, you know, he did coach in Kelowna, but mm -hmm. it, he did not do a great job there. I mean, <laughs> it takes a lot when you get fired as the head coach of an OHL team when your son is on the team and they yeah. still fire you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, it is slim pickings right now because we are mid-season and you can't really like poach anybody who's active right now. But no. like you said, you want somebody with experience. So it, it is going to be a tough road to, to fill these slots. It is. All right. Well, you know, we talked about uh, Mason Millman a little bit earlier in this segment. We'll talk more about him when we come back. Got beard, get primal. You heard me right. Got beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. They help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beer care products. Use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. 
Most companies focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel good on the skin. We took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use locked on at checkout for your 20% off primaloriginoils.com. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. They've got a new updated desktop and mobile website, and if you sign up today, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON, that's all one word, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Russ. So, like I just said before we took a quick break, we're going to talk a little bit about Mason Millman, who is a really interesting Flyers prospect right now and is at a bit of a crossroads. Uh, he's a, a left handed defenseman currently on the Phantoms. Like we said, he's just coming back from the injury, drafted by the Flyers in 2019 in the fourth round, 103rd overall. He does have an ELC. Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing about his playing history is like two really great seasons with Saginaw in the OHL. Mm -hmm. And he progressed really nicely along that path as a junior player Um, in the 2019 to 2020 season. He had 44 points in 54 games, which is pretty incredible for a defenseman. Um, But then he struggled mightily as a first year pro. Um, I think it was like really difficult for him at first to catch up to the speed of the game and be able to make those quick decisions because like once he gets going, he's pretty good. Like he's a really good skater, but he just like had a a rough spot making that adjustment. A few things with him. So yeah, one of his teammates was Cole Perfetti, high pick for uh, Winnipeg. And the interesting thing is I got to see, uh, Millman live with Perfetti and Perfetti kind of let me know that, Hey, what you noticed out there, like him playing good defense, that happens all the time. He, he started off sort of like, like Keith Andel, just like a power play guy that wasn't great in his own end. And then all of a sudden got more ice time because he was playing better defensively. And I see, I saw him where he really did play well defensively, uh, was occasionally, uh, using his body to check guys, excellent skater, really good zone entries, really good stick and puck control, can really handle the power play. All of that's good. The problem is, like, this injury he's coming off of is a fractured kneecap. That's a tough one. Like, that, even when he's back out on the ice, I don't expect him to be at full speed or be what we would expect him to be at for a lot of this season. So playing 15 games up to this point, because of the pandemic, everything else, injuries, it's been a rough go. He's still only 20. He might not make it to the NHL till he's like 20, 22, and that's fine. I think he needs these, this time in the AHL because he still needs to get stronger, but he does have a good hockey IQ. He could be a really good player here. He needs to get reps. Even if he looks great, don't call him up. He needs a guy. 
that he needs to just do play in every situation in Lehigh for the rest of this year and all of next year as far as I'm concerned. And then you worry about what you might get out of him. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned he's only 20 years old, and it is important to note that for defensemen, you do have a little bit bigger of a window before yep. you say, oh, this guy's just not going to make it. I think, you know, you even see like real solid defensemen making the NHL for the first time at 22 or 23. So I don't think that your timeline is off there. I, I agree with you that obviously this whole year he should be on the Phantoms and then if he does have a, a good rest of this year and going into next year, that maybe late next season is about the time that he could start getting call-ups. There, there isn't room for him right now anyway. So I think it's, it's a good time for him to just build those skills and make those adjustments and, and just get, you know, a long period of time of active play. I think that's the best path for him. I do too. I think one of the misnomers that's coming from fans and some media is, well, what happened to all these prospects the Flyers have? Well, a lot of them are kind of in that middle ground, kind of like where right now we're seeing Millman. York's a little ahead of that. Maybe Zamula's a, a smidge ahead of that, but none of them are quite ready. You do really want them to be on top of their game down there, confident, everything else, and be very sure that, hey, They've earned this chance, even if you don't expect them to stick. And right now, just because certain guys aren't coming up doesn't mean the Flyers have a bad system. I'm not telling you that they're the best in the NHL, but I'm telling you they're probably in the middle. And and that's because they do have some really good prospects that are close. I think that is absolutely the the right approach. And, you know, it's, it's why, at least for me personally, I think it's okay to look at Ron Hextall's drafting and you can make an initial assessment right now, but you cannot close the door on evaluating Ron Hextall as a drafter no. overall at this point. I think there's a little bit more time before we can say for sure what we think of his era. Yeah. You, you always should wait till about five years after. Sometimes you could do four if there's drastic good or drastic bad and it's just obvious, but otherwise five is the fair time to wait. All right, so wrapping up with what we would usually have as a Flyers fun thing. There wasn't like a ton of stuff going on. We're in this weird lull, and especially because they're going on the road. But Russ, I think you have something that's just fun, and Lord knows we need fun. Yeah, Dave Goral and Greg Kirsten last year started this thing called the Hanukkah Sessions. And if you don't know Dave Grohl, he's with Foo Fighters and Greg Kirsten uh, plays like every instrument in the world and is a performer, a producer, everything. He's just like one of those David Foster kind of guys. If you don't know who David Foster is, just look it up. Anyhow, they get together, and it looks like it's in, I'm going to guess, in Kirsten's studio. But it could be Grohl's basement, right? I mean, they all have studios. And they just goof around. And they cover songs, and they cover songs from Jewish artists. And a lot of times it's from lesser-known Jewish artists. For whatever reason, like, hey, did you know Billy Joe was Jewish? Joel was Jewish. Well, he only came out and said it like four or five years ago that he was. He never really talked about it. So there's a lot of good songs. They do it, obviously, for the eight nights. And Blitzkrieg Bop was particularly fun because of the uh, the way they were doing the A-O. It was like, oi, oh. You know, they, they kind of changed it to, to make it uh, add a little like Yiddish in there. And it made me smile. It's like, we you know, when we're doing commercials and when we're talking about everything, 
when you're like a Jewish person, you do get a little bit of Christmas envy. There's no way around it because nobody really talks about Hanukkah. So it's fun when Adam Sandler did his song, but it's even more fun when you have something like this to look forward to every night. And I just have to tell these guys with all my heart, it's great. And then the other thing that like you pointed out to me, which I did think was funny, we don't know the real answer, but they're showing like bar mitzvah videos too with Blitzkrieg Bob. And I think it's Kirsten's bar mitzvah, but I don't know. I don't know that for certain, <laughs> but, but it could be anybody's bar mitzvah. That's the point. So I just think it's a lot of fun. And it was a, something that really, you know, even if you just binged it, even if you're not Jewish, I think you'll get a kick out of it. And the music's great. It's spot on. It really is fun to go through all of them. We'll we'll put a link to that in the show notes as always. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. Uh, we will be back again tomorrow with the latest and greatest in Flyers Land and, of course, our gritty thing of the week. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in mailbag questions via Twitter at LockdownFlyers or you can email the show at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel. I am on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling.